Hey, good morning. It's Monday, July 19th, and a very happy, holy crap, Kelly. I'm glad you're all right, and all your Nats fan friends are all right today. My goodness, what a weekend. I finally get my day. Yes, it was a roller coaster of emotions if you are a Nats fan on many, many levels. But yes, I was there on Saturday night, and... Uh, want to kind of share my story that I'm hearing um, from so many other people about their experience, whether they're at the park or at home watching the game. In case you missed it, there was a shooting outside of Nats Park on Saturday night. Um, we're going to talk about the details there, about what happened since. And um, of course, this is everything we know as of 830 on Monday, July 19th. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Kelly's a hug-hating, lifelong Washingtonian who loves her Washington Nationals. She's a mom, a wife, always honest, funny, and sometimes a little bitter. Oh, is it my turn, Tommy? <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Everybody loves Tommy. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's got two dogs and a husband. You'll see them all over his Instagram. And if you just ask him about the time he spent Easter at the White House. Because I was the first person in American history to host the White House Easter egg roll. Thanks, Obama. I'll be in the Smithsonian someday. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. But seriously, we're so glad that you're here because you probably love Washington. Like, we love Washington. Matter of fact, we even had a radio show about how much we love Washington for quite some time. We bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. So, Kel, walk us through what happened. I saw you on Friday night. You were like, we're going to the baseball game. We're going to finally get our July 4th fireworks. Everything seemed like it was was moving in a great direction. Yes, it was a lot of anticipation for Saturday night's game because I didn't have my children. So mommy was excited to just have an adult night out with my husband and another couple. Um, We were headed to the game, had planned um, for a really fun night. We went out to kind of a nice dinner beforehand um, and really enjoyed each other's company and just like really chill right by the ballpark. And then, of course, heading into the game. And let's just say there was a lot of anticipation around the game because the night before on Friday, they like lost epically <laughs> the, the it was Nats. Like 24 to 8, right? Yes. Yeah. So there was just a lot of anticipation for a win. And um, to my surprise, because, you know, it was really, really hot. The stadium was packed. Uh, the section that I sit in is on the first baseline, uh, section 129. And that section itself was packed with every single demographic you can think of from young people enjoying a night out to people with children. I saw a bunch of teenagers um, that were kind of, you know, had their night out a Saturday night at the ballpark. I mean, it was just everything that you would expect uh, at a baseball game. That's exciting and epic too. Like the kids who are in high school, who are there not with their parents who are like, I'm an adult now. Look at this. Or maybe the parents are two sections away where the kids still feel like adults. and They're like, look at me. I'm an adult now. As a mother of teenagers, I can certainly understand that. Um, And, you know, it was um, just a a, a beautiful night. And the Nats were actually playing Ryan Zimmerman, got a home run. I mean, it was sort of like the perfect uh, evening. Um, And then uh, we where we sit, Tommy, these are our season tickets um, are in 129. It's the second row down. So I'm all the way up at the top of the section. It's where I like to go. It's close to the bathroom. It's in and out to the exit like it's on a. On a sunny day, it's got a little bit of shade. 
it's just for for me like our perfect seats you put a lot of thought into those seats as we got them that is certainly yeah. true and we've gotten to know um over the course of this season now that we're all back together some of the other season ticket holders that are in the area and the reason why i mention that is um uh you know, after the sixth inning had concluded, we sort of picked up back up our conversation because we we're all watching the game, right? We picked back up our conversation with the couple behind us um, who are also season uh, ticket holders. And um, it was, so my back was kind of turned and um, he mentioned that this other couple said, gosh, something's going on over there by the center field gate because we had a clear shot, you know, over the third baseline into center field gate from where we were sitting on the first baseline. Right. And you just saw people running. And, you know, there was a threat of thunderstorms um, that day. Uh, there were also fireworks that were scheduled to come after the game. So it didn't really dawn on me. And then we started hearing, because we were so close to um, the exit, we started hearing people yelling that there's a shooter. And that's, we were, my husband grabbed my hand. I don't even know. I, I collected my stuff. I don't even know. I don't, I, when I left, I'll get to that part later, but I, I, I put my backpack on, we had another little bag and we exited the stadium pretty quickly. And, um, I remember going down the stairs and there was, you know, we were surrounded by hundreds of people being like, just keep your feet moving because there were so many people behind me. Right. Um, you fell. Right. If you fell and, you know, and we, 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 we get down towards salt line and my husband says to me, he's like, I need you to run. Cause it was it at that point, it was just sure terror. Like people were screaming, um, you know, there's parents and, and caregivers trying to collect their young children to exit the park. I mean, when we left the park, you know, I remember seeing people crouch behind garbage cans and, um, you know, whatever they could find to kind of like hide behind. Um, there's people looking for loved ones. I mean, it was just utter chaos. And we went over that, that, that pedestrian bridge. We had driven down there and had parked sort of on the other side of M street down by the Harris Teeter. And that was sort of like our destination to get to. You're talking coming out, you came out the third street gate around by salt line and that bridge over toward like Capitol Riverfront, over toward like yes. ice cream Jubilee and along the river toward, toward the Navy yard. Yes. Yes. Um, and we, so we were with our neighbors, but they were, were not sitting, sitting with us. They were actually like in the level right above us. Um, so while we weren't in communication with them, they knew where the car was parked and we just kind of headed in that direction. Um, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a little sore today and I was sore yesterday. I, I ran my butt off. Um, and when we finally got to the car, I just broke down, um, and I'm trying to figure out why I broke down, right? I, I, I think that the, we, look, we're so exposed to like mass shootings and like what was going through my head was like the worst case scenario, which thank God it was not. But, you know, I, I kept on thinking about like the incident in Las Vegas, right? Because of course, Nats Park is surrounded by, you know, now apartment buildings and hotels. And I just was in my mind, I was imagining the worst case scenario. Totally. And I think, you know, in the section that we were in, there were so many families. I started thinking about these families with young children and the terror that these young kids must have been going through as their parents were trying to stay calm and collected and, and 
you know, make some really tough decisions about whether to leave the park. Obviously, a lot of people stayed in the park um, because of where we were seated. We were pretty quickly out of the park because we were able to exit so quickly. Um, but of course there are a lot of people cause there was an announcement made that it was, you know, appeared to be outside, but we were, we were long gone. That's what then. I was wondering. Cause we have that audio. If, if this happened when you were there or if this happened before you, after you left. And some were coming off from the stands into the nationals dugout to get away. Yeah. People are the end of the dugout, the end of the Padres dugout now too. This is really your attention, scary. please. We ask that you remain inside the stadium at this time. Once again, your attention, please. We ask that you remain inside the stadium at this time. Yeah, we were we were long gone um, when that um, was announced. Uh, and you know, getting to the car, being a safe haven. My husband, first off. I, I, was amazing oh that guy's like that guy's like on your on your like jungle survival team he knows what's up <laughs> totally <laughs> totally first off he um when he asked me he's like can you run you know because i did was, was wearing comfortable shoes but i was not wearing sneakers i had sandals on and that man never let go of my hand and uh was just like calm and cool and got us to the car um in a safe way he was our designated driver that evening so he was super aware of everything around and when we got into the car, you know, and I'm like, I'm hysterical. And for some reason, I never wear a lot of eye makeup, but I decided to wear eye makeup. And oh, just... man, your smoky eye leaked all over your face. <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, that's the worst. I told you, Mama was excited for a Saturday night game without the children. And um, my he's like, my phone was just blowing up everyone from my mom to my you know, friends and, 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 and family texting me and calling me. And I just was not in a place to like talk yet. Um, but I'm learning now that my poor father was watching the game cause he's a Nats fan mm -hmm. in Naples, Florida. Um, and you know, their experience, if you're at home watching the game, you know, it just cut and said it was a rain delay, but it was clear there was not a tarp on the field. Oh, and, oh, wow. And, okay. Oh yeah. The Masson put up and said rain delay. And, but he's like, there's not a tarp in the field. And you, he could see people just running. Mm -hmm. And my mother wasn't watching the game. And he's like, what do I do? Do I talk? I don't, you know, and he didn't want to call me like their, their whole sheer terror experience was, you know, something I'm sure people, hundreds of people felt as they're watching the game. And they know that they had a loved one um, that might've been at the game. Well, and your dad had like an extra, this is why I love, I love Papa Kalos because he's so stoic and he's just like, he said, he's so pragmatic because he's like, all right, if I freak out, Kano's going to freak out. My mother, and, then, yes. and then I'm in Florida and no one wins if she's freaking out. I don't know anything. So he just was like, <laughs> I'm going to play this straight down the middle, lock it up, start texting somebody. <laughs> yes, totally. So he was able to get a hold of my brother and, and, you know, there's so much information afterwards yeah. I and mean, we're kind of learning that later, but when you're in it, um, you know, it, it, it was terrifying. I never really necessarily felt like I was in danger. It, again, it was sort of like the ideation or the recreation of some of the events that we know all too well. Yeah. Um, that, that invokes the terror. Um, it, and then, you know, now kind of like reflecting and, and obviously going back and doing a lot of reading and hearing the accounts of other people, I, the people that I'm just most so upset about is the families you know, that went to the park with their young children and had to experience this. So that's just, and I, I think about 
thank God I wasn't with my kids. I don't know if I would, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done because my kids, yeah, they're teenagers. They've been, they grew up at this park. They know the park at like the back of their hand. And oftentimes they're out on their own. They're sitting with their friends. They're getting food and doing their own thing. I don't need to be around them. And I don't have a, an emergency plan if something were to happen. We used to, when they were little, little, I used to say, I'm like, if we get separated, we met at that little statue in the front of the center field gate. Um, and you know, we're guest services. You can go there and, and tell someone that you're, you, you're missing your parents, but I don't do that anymore. Right. Um, so having those conversations with my now teenagers, um, about that, I mean, and I never really even, yeah, obviously we have a lot of issues in DC and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but just sort of a reminder of those you know, meet up places, emergency plans when you go to a big event, whether it's at Mass Park or anywhere. Do you regularly have that with your kids? Like with just with like with like gun violence and other stuff that goes on. Well, so do you have that like just in general life with them, like as a parent in 2021. So here's what's so crazy that I am learning. So they're first off, it, it just so happened a bunch of teenagers in my son's school in his class were sitting in our section. They were a little bit further down. Um, they, they were the, these boys, um, ended up, were part of the group that went into the dugout that, that Davey was incredible. Davey wow. Martinez, um, kind of, you know, everybody kind of filed through there that, that were close enough to the dugout. And another set of teenagers, I talked to the father yesterday. Here's what's really crazy. These kids have grown up learning how to exit and how to handle in these types of situations because the schools have taught them that. Right, right, because they have like mass shooter drills and stuff. Yep. So they've had years of experience, especially when you're talking about these younger or, you know, these older kids, these 16, 17 year old kids, which didn't even dawn on me. Um, but they have had that in their schools. And so they knew to take cover. They knew to go, um, you know, they went down to the, where the police officers were. They knew they, they knew enough to know not to just to stand there or to, you know, they, they knew that they had to do something. Uh, so the next morning, um, because I'm credentialed media with the, with the Nats, um, I, first off, I woke up the next morning, like a lot of people, I just, uh, sad, um, I kind of was sinking in, I was on social media, reading people's accounts and, um, I got the email from, from the Nats PR people that Davey was going to do a press conference, which you can imagine. He does a press conference before every single game. And to be honest, I haven't sat on one in a couple of weeks. It's usually like, what did you think about, you know, Juan Soto's pitching or, you know, how's Max Scherzer feeling about our Well, I'll say Soto's if Juan hitting. Soto was pitching, that'd be news. <laughs> Soto Even hitting. I know that. My goodness, he must be shaken up. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was just the, the average yeah. of like, how, you know, what did you think about last night's win or loss? I mean. Um, and, uh, Davey coming on, uh, and watching that live sort of just, and his reaction sort of, it's weird, kind of validated how I was feeling the next day because you know, Davey's a big teddy bear sometimes unless, until he isn't, right. <laughs> we've all seen his temper, but, um, you know, his response, because we were reading the Washington Post had a great story about how he was, uh, security came down and asked if all these people that were coming into the dugout and, and into his office were family. And he said, yes. And they were fans. Um, and it was just kind of incredible. So when he started getting emotional during his press conference, I was like, okay, I, I like, it's weird to say like, I wasn't alone. You and Davey Martinez in sync <laughs> once again, you know, 
I love this city. You know, it's, this city is my home. It can get crazy. We all know that. Um, and we all want to feel safe. I can tell you that inside this ballpark, I feel safer than ever. I really do. Uh, we care about each other. Uh, we, don't, we don't want anybody getting hurt. So like I said, for me yesterday, I try to protect as many, many people as possible. Nats manager, Davey Martinez. What a guy. Such a class act. I really, you know, it, it's amazing. He did say earlier in the conference, the press conference that he, of course, you know, his players were down there and taking care of them. And then the players had their own, you know, fears because their their families, their young children, their wives, their girlfriends were up in the family section. And um, that's not easy to access on from where they are in the clubhouse. And Davey kind of bringing the family down into the clubhouse um, was one of his priorities for his team. And well, for his I seat. saw um, Patrick Corbin, the pitcher, um, out in the concourse. One of our NBC photographers, Nick Leinbach, got that video of him like walking on his phone. Um, you said, was he currently pitching when this happened and he ran up into the stands? He had pitched earlier that evening, but he was he he, he had since left the game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he was suited up. I mean, I, that that was crazy. I I heard about that the the next day, um, and it, you know what? It's it's a to, to that point which I I followed your friend. Um, he was the he happened. I guess he happened to be at the game, but he also works for NBC Four. There was no way, no how I was going to be one of those people taking a video and 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 photos. And it's just kind of amazing, like the reporters that were there that like started reporting because there was so much thousands of people in terror and they're kind of walking the other direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that, it's kind of amazing. I just was not even, even in any mindset. The only social media that I did and my hysterics when my phone was kept on going off and I, I heard from people from all over the world and people I haven't talked to in years. And uh, Patrick's like, my husband said, put something on social media. <laughs> yeah, that was really smart. That's how I found out. Um, what, so I was in um, Southern Maryland with my parents. I spent the night uh, with them and we had just got done watching a movie and like I got on Twitter and I was like, what the hell? Because Nats Park was like the number one trending thing in the country. And after losing it by 24 runs, I was like, oh, this is not great news. And it turns out it was even more terrible news. Mm -hmm. And my first thought, I flashed to you being like, I'm going to the game on Saturday. There's going to be fireworks. It's going to be awesome. And so that was, I texted you, but that's how I initially learned you were okay. Cause I saw you had checked in sort of okay on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, which that was really smart that you thought to do that because I'm sure you would have gotten so many more phone calls and texts and everything of people, you know, wondering what was going on. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I look at it as like, you know, Nats fans, like if we're really going to reflect on this and, and, you know, the tough conversations that the parents are going to have. And of course, adults can have pretty traumatic experiences, you know, for days, weeks afterwards. It's a shared experience um, with a bunch of Nats fans. Uh, and the one thing that I hope um, is that we can return to Nats Park and make it our happy place. I think a lot of people, it's going to take some time for them 
to do that. I already know some people that said, you know what, I'm good. There's other people that are doubling down, went to the game yesterday, have plans to go to the game. Um, and, you know, today and, you know, they're in town for the next couple of days. I have plans to go to the game with, with um, five children. That's my best friend's coming into town and she wants to go to Nat's game and she's bringing her three kids and I'm bringing my two and we're going to do it, but it's going to be different, right? We're going to yeah. have different conversations and, and, um, but you, you do kind of hope that Nats Park returns to sort of a happy place and somewhere that we all can feel safe. Well, and I mean, it, it is lucky that it wasn't something at Nats Park, right? Yes. The shooting happened near Nats Park on South Capitol Street where two people in a car were shot and one woman who was a Nats fan was hit by a stray bullet, um, which is, I can't even imagine like that horrificness. And everyone is thought to, to be going to survive. Um, but there aren't a lot of details yet. You know, the, the, the MPD and the mayor's office have said that they have a person of interest in it, but they haven't given a description. So that to me sort of sounds like we know, we, we know who we're looking for and we know probably where they are versus them being like, we're looking for a, this color car and like this many people. And have you seen this license plate that they haven't given that description? And also that part of South Cap. There's a lot of cameras that like that they haven't the fact they haven't like readily put out video of this happening yet. I think they know where they're looking, if if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the two that were um, shot, they, they believe that they were involved in the shooting somehow, whether they were in the car or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, every day you and I hear about um shootings in, in, in DC and, and big cities all around the country, it seems to have gotten a little worse in the last year or so, but Saturday night in DC, I mean, it happens. And, uh, you know, it, what makes me sad is that I love the city so much. I'm a native Washingtonian. I, I've invested a lot of time in it. Just, I don't know what the answer is of how to get, make this better. Um, you know, maybe this is a turning point. I mean, we had, you know, two children shot in DC the days right before at Nats Park. Um, and it was sort of like, okay, it was a headline. We're upset about it. But then when you have tens of thousands of people, while their lives might not have been in danger, but are in sure terror and visiting our city, a lot of people come in from Virginia and Maryland to go to these baseball games, you know, it's, it's a problem, but I don't, I, I'm not. I'm not going to run for mayor. I don't have an answer, but like someone must know how to fix this or make it better. Or I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is, but it just, it makes me really sad. Yeah. Uh, Six-year-old Naya was killed on Friday night from gun violence. And so the, the gun violence in the city is, has definitely gotten worse and it's definitely, definitely needs to be, needs to be fixed, right? You've got like, You've got the mayor, you've got police, you've got community, you've got everyone who has their idea of how this needs to happen. And I think everyone is just, I think everyone is pissed off about it. So I hope that people come together and figure it out and talk about it. And right, like, I'm not running for mayor either, I promise. <laughs> Maybe not yet. But I feel like, you know, get everyone in a room and stop yelling and screaming on social media about this and, and find some real solutions and figure mm -hmm. out what it is. Um, and right, you and I are not qualified <laughs> enough to be offering <laughs> suggestions or ideas, but as two residents of the district, we're all supportive of finding a solution. If we could do that, that'd be great. Yeah. And if anybody, if, if there's a way we could help, 
anybody wants to let us know how to help, happy to help. But I'm not going to sit here on our on our fun and games, real fun DC podcast and like espouse how to fix gun violence in the city. But there, I think it's something that everyone who lives in the city, no matter what ward you live in, would like to fix it mm-hmm. um, holistically top down. Yeah, for sure. Uh- you know, on that note, so my uh, husband and I, we did not have tickets for the game yesterday because we're not full season ticket holders, but uh, we did make a decision to go down to the Navy Yard um, to have dinner, watch the game from a, a bar and, and kind of show our support for the city because, you know, I think some of those restaurants yeah. um, are going to take a little bit of a hit um, because of this. And totally. it, it, I got to be honest with you, it was. It was for a, a doubleheader sort of game day and beautiful. Yesterday was gorgeous. The weather, the humidity had broken. It was kind of sleepy down there. Um, I mean, we were able to get a seat at the bar and, and we sat and we had we had dinner and we watched an amazing game yesterday. This is this emotional roller coaster. We watched an incredible game. We got to see the Nats walk off for a win. Uh, it was just that was a great way to kind of like, you know, make you feel good about um you know, about the team and the stadium and everyone was safe and, you know, you saw photos of people on social media enjoying the game. So that's, that's really great to see too. I can appreciate that, that like people were, you know, like, I'm I'm good. I'm going to maybe go next weekend down there. So that, that's a huge problem as well. That like, there's the, there's the violence and the lives issue and people like dying and getting hurt and that, but also there's like the, the city issue, right? Like restaurants are now going to hit, take this hit and people might not be as excited to go to Nats park. You said earlier, like the family's, Right. Like if you're a family from Ashburn and this was like your big night out to like come into the city and do a game or from Gaithersburg or wherever, like, are you going to do that again? Are you going to like buy the tickets, make the plans, come on down, pay for parking, like all that stuff? Is that is that is that on the list now? Or are you just like, screw it, I'm going to go to King's Dominion, you know? Right. I mean, there's no place in the earth that's like completely safe anywhere. So but yeah, I mean, if you have children that had a traumatic experience there, are you going to be willing to to go back? And so it was interesting because we would have gone back for the because the game was postponed, played on Sunday, seventh, uh, eighth, ninth inning. And but our tickets from the night before weren't honored for that game, and I was a little miffed by that. <laughs> you, I can't imagine. <laughs> Um, so I did email um, my PR contact, as I mentioned, I'm on the media list, this poor guy. I can just imagine. Because I'm sure he was pretty busy fielding media requests after such a crazy day at the park. Mm-hmm. So I did ask him about the ticketing question. And of course, he didn't have an answer, although we do have an answer now. which I'll get to that in a second. But I also, um, <laughs> my favorite koozie that I keep my water, sometimes my beer in. It's my World Series champion koozie that I bring to all the games. It's in my Nats go bag. I left in my cup holder. <laughs> and it was a gift from Santa for Christmas after the Nats won. And it's my favorite. And everyone knows I even bring it to the beach with me. It is mine and mine alone. You so first I- of all didn't strike me as a koozie person, which is a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> So, but I did people who I use koozies, in my opinion, is a whole level of neuroses that I can't understand. But we'll get to there. We'll do that tomorrow on the show. <laughs> it's like I'm like one of the players. I got my routine. That's like one of my things. I didn't so, know but, you had a favorite. I know you use koozies, let alone had a favorite koozie. Yes. But uh, off topic. Sorry. Back to you. 
So that, so actually I didn't even think about it. Someone had DM me on Twitter and said, Hey, do you know what they're doing about lost and found? I left my phone there. My kid left their, their favorite toy there. Like all sorts of weird things. Right. Where, I mean, you can imagine, like, you're not really thinking that. I don't know how I got out with my phone, my wallet, my bag. I don't, I did have everything. But when I, when that person brought that up on, on Twitter, I was like, let me just go through and do some inventory. And yes, indeed the koozie, um, my husband somehow managed to bring home his koozie because we both have koozies. Wait, he's got a koozie too? Yes, he does. I thought I knew you too. <laughs> he's got the Chewbacca Nats Chewy. Uh, J- J- Chewbacca's the yeah. one that they gave out a couple years ago. <laughs> we have routines. This is just part of our thing. I know. I have. I know. I just didn't know that, that was, it was that involved. <laughs> um, so the Nats do have a lost and found um, section. Uh, on their website, it's easily you can find it either you can go to the park and go through their lost and found, or if you plan to go a game, to a game within the next thirty days, or you can fill out a form and someone will get back to you and let you know if it's in the lost and found. Um, if you're not going into the park, so that was one thing that he answered for me. <laughs> um, I love this list. Whatever's on it. <laughs> the other issue was, um, and it's somewhat sensitive. I mean, there were fireworks that were scheduled to go off after the game they were rescheduled from fourth of july i guess they were um because of rain or i think the rain the game was delayed i don't yeah the game was delayed on fourth of july and then it was so late they didn't want to do fireworks because of you know all the people that live down there and those were sponsored by budweiser one of the big sponsors at the park unclear if those are going to be rescheduled um at any point during the season you asked about the fireworks I did say, not that anyone wants to hear any poppy noise around Nats Park anytime soon, but do you have an answer for that? Which he said he would get back to me. We don't have one yet, but I do believe that they'll be very responsive in that if they do reschedule that. And to go back to the beginning of the show, when we saw each other on Friday, you were like, I'm so excited for Saturday's fireworks. So really, this is like your own personal question. (laughs) Well, I feel like I was speaking for the fans. I do. I do like, oh, my gosh, especially on Twitter the love and support and the notes and the messages just of all my Nats people. And you know who you are, like you're my peeps. And I know that it was a, a, whether you're in the park or watching the game from home or watching on social media, you know, we all, we all shared that experience of, of terror. So that I do feel a lot of love there. Um, but yeah, so we, we don't, we don't know. Now the Nats did release let, late last night. If you did have tickets to the game, um, you can go down to the box office starting today and basically pick whatever game you want to go to. Oh. You just have to show them your tickets. Now, I was like, how am I going to show them my tickets? Because it's in the ballpark app. They have re-released the tickets. They will appear back up on your app, which is the only way to get in. Anyhow, um, the, those tickets, whatever your email address is assigned to your ballpark app, have reappeared. And you can go down and show the box office um that and they will and pick a game and 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 if you want to go back to the park can you press your lock and be like i'm feeling lucky i would like a ticket for the nlds please <laughs> well there are some exclusions that apply there in some small print on the bottom of the email and we're currently fourth in the east so mm, question was whether or not we'll get there but you know what let it ride no one thought in 2019 we were going to win the world series in june so i feel like you can you can put that out there ahead of time for sure for sure for sure crazy crazy time but i'm glad everyone's safe and i'm glad like you know i think also but like the players i had to go back on the field not just the nats but the padres um who by the way i mean 
they were incredible too, allowing Nats fans, Padres fans to come into their bullpen, no questions mm-hmm. asked. I mean, they were equally as as um, responsive to to fans looking for cover there. I was I uh, went for a run around the mall yesterday, and I saw a family with like Padres gear on. I gotta believe they traveled here for the game, right? There's not a lot of like Padres fans running around Alexandria, I would think. Um, I feel like they uh, they just looked like touristy, right? They they had their little Padres hats and gear on, and they were like looking around, like they had like they had the tourist look on their faces. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping people came to came to DC to see the game. Tommy, that's been me when I've I've gone to ten stadiums now with my family, mm-hmm. and I go where when the Nats are playing in other cities. And that's how you find each other. So when you wear your Nats gear and you're watch going to a game in another city, then you see another like Nats fan, which I see all the time. I see Nats fans that have traveled to go see their team play. You, that's how you find each other. Oh. It's like a little society. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I hope there were more Padres fans, and I hope they they enjoyed their overall experience in the city. Jeez, <laughs> I hope so too. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Look at the monuments. Thanks for joining us this morning, Kelly. Thank you for for sharing your story. I, I we talked yesterday um, before we did today's show, and I was like, "Do you want to talk about this whole thing? What do you want to do here?" So I I appreciate you um, you sharing that and stuff to real of it. I'm sure. Totally, and we'll get back to our usual like fun and games because there's a lot of amazing stuff that's happening in and around DC uh, on our next show, um, including I'll just give this teaser. Apparently, Ovechkin's becoming a doctor. He's we huh. might be we might be calling him Doctor Ovi. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I know all those words, just not in that order. I know, right? Also, I want to learn more about you and your husband and your love of koozies. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I, I just I can't unknow it now, and I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> we have a whole koozie drawer, Tommy. You have a whole koozie drawer? <laughs> yes. All right. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast, Tommy and Kelly Show, wherever you get it. Give us five stars, even if you don't think we earned it. Because my goodness, Kelly just bared her soul. So if you don't give <laughs> Kelly five stars, you're a monster. And uh, we'll be back on our next show with Dr. Ovi and the koozie drawer. <laughs> we'll see you next time.